y'all welcome to diamonds blaze this is the next to last episode i share something extremely big so sit back relax enjoy don't forget to follow share and subscribe some background noises, you know what I'm saying. Um, anywho, April 26, 2023, the day my world shattered. My grandmother passed. Um, it's been, it's been a process for me to try to get over that. You know, death is a part of life, I understand it, but my grandmother was my world. She was my heart, my soul. She was my heartbeat. That's how much she meant to me. And to kind of, to kind of go a little further into what I mean. I was her first grandchild. Not was, I am her first grandchild and her only granddaughter. Um, I made her a grandmother at the age of 38. So yes, she was a young grandmother. But then again, she was a young mother. That thing was kind of normal back in the day, so no biggie. But let me tell you the history of my grandma. She was born in LaGrange, Georgia, the youngest of 10 kids. She had about an eighth or ninth grade education. Um, her, her mother, and a few of her sisters, and I think one of her brothers moved to Pittsburgh. Um, there were jobs up here or up there for the, uh, you know, the steel mill industry was booming. At one point, she was wandering the hallways of what used to be Fifth Avenue High School in the Hill District. Never really got enrolled. So, she didn't go to school. My great-grandmother didn't enroll her. And, yeah. About two years after they got up here, after they got to Pittsburgh, my grandmother was 16. She met my grandfather, and he was already 36. And um, he had already had kids, had a couple kids that was close to her age. <laughs> um, needless to say, she had four kids. Her first child was a little boy who died. Um, when he was a baby, he was a newborn. Following that, she had three daughters. Her oldest was, her oldest is my mother, and then she had two more daughters. So 17, 18, 19, and 20, she had kids. Um, they had to give her a hysterectomy after my youngest aunt, her youngest child was born, and uh, yeah. My grandmother was six foot one, and very tall, very sweet very gentle very loving she loved every aspect of family she loved her brothers and sisters she loved her nieces and nephews and family is her life that's where I get that from um, as I was coming up 
And I know you all heard me plenty of times talk about my childhood, you know, a lot of hardships that I dealt with. My grandmother was my refuge. She was my sanctuary. She was my safe house. That's who she was. She gave me unconditional love. She showed me unconditional love. And even though when I did mess up a couple times, she would put me in my place and that that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but she loved me. She loved me so hard. And I know I had a special place in her heart because like I said, I am her only granddaughter and her first grandchild. Everywhere my grandmother went, I was there for the longest time. And people in the family knew that. They knew how she felt about me and they knew how I felt about her. And boy, I could tell you, I could sit here and talk about my grandmother all day. She played cards, she drank her Hennessy, smoked her cigarettes. <laughs> But she loved her family, all of us. And there was a couple she didn't really care for, but she, <laughs> but she still loved us. You know, she loved her family. And I'm gonna try not to tear up. So if my voice crack, I'm sorry. There was someone who did her so wrong. I'm not going to even say who that person is. But this person did a lot of people in the family wrong. And my grandmother was no exception. But regardless of all of that, regardless of how she was treated, how she was done, how she, you know, she still loved that individual. And she still accepted her. And, and she did so much for this person. And my grandmother blindly continued to love that individual blindly continued to associate and, and you know some of the things are just so unspeakable but that individual will have her day with the almighty just like we all will my grandmother was the intricate part of my love for music earth wind and fire temptations the whispers the barcades cameo confunction um shaka khan grover washington jr zap and roger um frankie beverly and mays um boosie collins rick james i can keep going and keep going i really can um the delphonics you know, I've had so many different exposures to old school music. Um, the average white man, you know, I mean, it is, it's amazing where I get a lot of my influence from. But one thing that I can say, being as loving and as forgiving and as patient as my grandmother had been with everybody that's when I understood that's where I get it from now there's there's the other part of me 
that will cut you, cut you out, and cut you off in a New York minute. That comes from my father's side of the family. So I did get that from, from them. My father, my aunts, and my late, my other grandmother, my father's mom. I, I got a lot of characters, characteristics, and personalities from them as well. But with my grandmother, me, me being who I am, with me when I found out I was pregnant. I remember calling my grandmother and my aunt. Well, I called my grandmother's house my aunt answered the phone. And I said, y'all, I got something to tell you. And when I said I was pregnant, they were like, nah, stop playing. For like 10 minutes, my aunt did not believe me. And then she finally told my grandmother, they did not believe me. <laughs> um, and that was because, like I said, she always wanted me to make her laugh. So, me being goofy, saying random stuff, making random noises at any point in time, sound effects, I mean. My grandmother encouraged me just to be myself. And I was naturally a goofball. But a lot of people don't know that because a lot of people don't really see that side of me unless, you know, you follow me on TikTok. Then you basically get to see me in my shenanigans so when I when I'm acting a fool or, or whatever like that um facial expressions they told me a lot of time well my grandmother used to tell me all the time that uh she you know would just look at me or she would give me a look or something would happen and she would look at me and she was ready to laugh I made my grandma laugh all the time now 
there were a few times, like I said before, where we, you know, didn't get, you know, I, I did something I shouldn't have done, and, you know, she called me out on it, and, um, but yeah, she encouraged me to just be myself and be unapologetically me, um, but yeah, so when I had my first child at 20, she was the first one there. And I remember when I told her I was getting admitted so I could have a baby, I kid y'all not, I, I just got into the room that they assigned me and I just put on the hospital gown. My grandmother was rolling through the door. 20 minutes after I called her, she showed up. Now the hospital wasn't that far. Allegheny Journal Hospital in Pittsburgh on the north side. And she was living in the Northview Heights uh, projects in one of the high rises up there. And her one friend, Mr. Kenny, may he also rest in peace. He was a hard of hearing man, would yell all the time and had his cigars. But she said, yeah, I had him bring me down here, drop me off. So she, she was right there with me. Um, she watched my first baby being born, even though she sat in the chair doing her crossword puzzle, she was there. And as soon as she heard my, my first baby, the, the first cries she stopped looking at the puzzle looked up at the baby but then when they started putting the oxygen the oxygen uh mask over me or the or the tube in my nose she got concerned what's that for what y'all doing that's the first time she said something <laughs> during the whole birthing process um after that She's at, at that time she was 58 years old, and she had she had other great grandchildren at the time. One of my cousins had two kids by the time I had my first. So she was with me when she had her first great granddaughter. Is uh my one cousin he had two sons uh, before I had my daughter. He he started early, and um. Yeah, so she already had two great-grandsons, but I gave her the first great-granddaughter. Um, at some time, right after I had moved into my first apartment in Arlington Heights Projects, I was 21. And um, I didn't have a problem with the projects. I grew up in the projects, so I grew up in the hood. It didn't make, it didn't make me, no, never mind, you know, that stuff didn't bother me. But I remember one time I was sick. I was 21, and I was supposed to bring baby over like I would normally do. I would get up, get the baby ready, get on the bus from the south side, catch up to the north side, drop the baby off, be right back out the door to catch the bus coming around the circle to go to work. And that was the routine for several years that I would do with her. But this one particular time I was sick, and I Instagram. I'm not going to work today because I'm sick. I did not expect for her to show up two hours later. <laughs> My grandmother caught the bus from the north side to the south side. She walked up two flights of stairs to get into the building. Or is it one flight? It was either one or two flights of stairs to get into the building. And then it was another five or six flights to get up to my apartment because I lived on the third floor. Her knees were already bad, but she 
right there with me. And she stayed with me until I felt better. About a day or two later, she stayed with me. She didn't go home or anything. She stayed with me. And that's not the only time she had done that. Um, she stayed with me when I had my second baby until the baby daddy said something. And I was like, Grandma, I'll be okay. You can go ahead and go home. And she was like, oh, I thought I was staying. But, you know, I didn't want any conflict. And he was such a jerk. Okay, I ain't going to talk about him. But anyway. <laughs> um, I didn't call her on Easter this year. My aunt sent me a message. She said, hey, your grandmother didn't call. You didn't call your grandmother on Easter. She asked me to call you. Now, the thing with grandma is even after we stopped doing, uh, you know, how you used to get charged, how we used to get charged back in the day uh, for long distance calls. Well, my grandmother was still under the impression that she couldn't call long distance. She didn't have long distance service and she would get charged. And so she just never called anybody that was outside of the 412 area code. <laughs> but I called her two weeks before she passed and we talked and she said to me so when are you coming up here and I, I said I was going to be up there I was going to be up there sorry about that y'all I was going to be up there for our family reunion in September kept saying to me you're not coming up before then I said no ma'am I'll be there in September I don't, I don't want to drive see the thing about it is I live in Charlotte Charlotte to Pittsburgh is a 7 hour drive I didn't feel like driving um, now I know y'all probably like that was your grandmother if you loved her like that you should have been up there the thing about life is we always think we had time we always think that the people who are near and dear to us will be here forever. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. I know that. And I should know better. I know that. But she kept saying, I ain't going to see you before September. I'm really not going to see you before September. That went over my head, y'all. She knew she was going to leave. She knew she was dying. I just didn't know. So I had that wonderful conversation with her Easter, or the day after Easter. I said, Grandma, I love you. Same here. That, that was her way. She never said, I love you. She would always say, same here. Sometimes I would get her to say it, but most of the time it was always same here. That's how she said, I love you. And I understood that that was her language. The week after I talked to her, I get a call from my cousin, her first grandson, who was actually eight months younger than me. Get a call. Grandma's in, you know, she's unresponsive. So what are you talking about? She's unresponsive. She's at Forbes General. Okay. I said, I'll call you on video when I get there. Okay, cool. My aunt calls me after that, tells me the same thing. But then she says, well, you know, your mother told us 
me and your cousin not to tell you because she didn't want you to post it on Facebook. <laughs> First of all, I'm thankful that they told me because that was my opportunity. Even though I could have driven up there, a lot of people's like, won't you just go? Y'all don't understand. And I know you do. So for me to say y'all don't understand, that was wrong with my point. My grandma was my person. I didn't want to drive up there and for her to not be responsive for me. And I know that was selfish on my part. But I remember when my cousin called me bedside with her and he put the, you know, and I'm starting to talk. I'm like, what's going on and everything. And, you know, she heard my voice and he said, grandma, if she can hear you, she's trying to talk. So he said she wasn't saying nothing the whole time. Me and your brother been here and now she's trying to talk. She hear your voice. So he put the phone to her. And as hard as I could to fight back me wanting to cry, I did the best that I could. And I told her, I said, Grandma, I already know. I love you. I already know what's getting ready to happen. I love you. She used to call me a little witch. And I'm going to tell you why. When I was five years old, I sat on her mother's lap, my great-grandmother. And I said, Granny, when you turn 100, you're going home to Jesus. And I remember saying that to her. And uh, everybody that was there, all the adults, you know, because I'm only five, all the adults laughed. They thought it was funny. But I was dead serious. Two months after my great-grandmother turned 100, she passed. She turned 100 October 16th. Uh, 1996 and died December 1996 she was 100 years old um, I had I had a dream my grandfather I was 12 and I had a dream my grandfather was about to pass you know he said I'm about to leave you I'm about to leave I'm about to go and I, and I said can I go with you he said no you can't go with me a week later he passed I used to know exactly who was about to pass. I used to have those dreams. But then it became so overwhelming for me that I asked God, I, I don't want to see this anymore in my dreams. I don't. So instead of me seeing it, now I, I just feel it. I know when someone who's close to me or who has been an intricate part of my life is going to pass because there's a certain feeling I get and I can't explain it. But I know when it when it's about to happen. So I got off the phone with my cousin on video and I cried. I have been crying every day for 14 days. But and I say 14 days because it was from the day that I got the initial call. the final call at 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday, April 26, 2023, that she was gone. I didn't think I could cry anymore, but I did. 
and I felt her. That was a different feeling because as I said, she was my heart and my soul. So I felt her the day before and it was a strong feeling. My phone blew up. First it was my aunt. I think my mother tried to call but I had her number blocked for obvious reasons. But my aunt called me. My cousin called me. My brother called me. Two of my cousins called me. And the call the calls were just coming back to back. So by the time I was able to get my composure, I had to tell my kids. I had to tell them without crying. It was so hard. But I told them. I had to call my oldest on video to let her know she didn't take it well. None of my kids took it well. Because they loved her as much as I did. And uh, that day was the, one of the worst days of my life. Sorry if I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry. Anywho, there comes a time in our lives where difficult conversations have to be had. Sometimes you have to cross bridges you, you know, basically burned for a while. Why am I going this way, Lord? I went the wrong way. <laughs> I done got caught up in my thoughts. I done went the wrong way, y'all. But don't worry. I know how to get back. Um... It was just, I, I still am trying to process that the phone number in my phone that was hers to, to her nursing home room is no longer her number. Whenever I do go back to my hometown, now I have to go back and I see her. She does. She wasn't buried. She was cremated. Trying to figure out now 
she taught me some of the experience we had. One of the other major milestones I had with my grandmother, she and I took our very first plane rides together. The first time she and and the first time she was on a plane, the first time I was on a plane, it was us together. <laughs> I got her on the plane. I was scared. I don't know if I heard she never said. But it was in the summer of 2010. She, uh, at the time when I was married, me and my kids and my ex-husband, we lived in Georgia. And she came down to Georgia, stayed with us for a month. And then when it was time for her to come back, me and her caught a flight. We, we caught a flight up there because I didn't feel like making that 12-hour drive from PA to Georgia because that is a 12-hour drive. And I pushed her around in that, in that airport. In both of the airports, we sat next to each other. We took that flight from Georgia to Pittsburgh. Grandmother and granddaughter. That was us. truly and honestly say that my grandmother was the nice one who I grew up with and everything and she did me very 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 well and I'm just thankful I'm thankful to God for allowing her to be my angel I'm thankful to God for allowing her to be the person who taught me how to love unconditionally. I'm thankful to God that I was able to experience that and, and not have to live on or dwell on the pain that was constantly inflicted on me by other people because she was always there to help me remember who I am she was always there to help me remember I am loved and appreciated and I deserve love and appreciation I'm very thankful for that I know one of the things before I close this out my grandmother used to wonder <coughs> Excuse me. At some point, and I know I've mentioned this before, when I was in my 20s, I was very reckless at one point. I was reckless with my mind, my body, my soul, my mouth. I was just reckless. So, when I did have situationships or short relationships, I, um, 
asked, she used to ask me how long was somebody gonna last, and she said, well, what happened to so-and-so? Well, I ain't gonna get used to nobody because you don't keep them around long. <laughs> um, there were a couple of guys she didn't like, but there was one that she loved. She loved one of the guys that I was with, and she used to call him Big Boy. Not because he was, you know, overweight, but because he was really tall. And she, when I say she loved him, I mean she loved him. Why we didn't stay together, we were young and stupid. And one of the reasons, one of the other reasons why I was reckless as hell is because nobody else could ever be him. Nobody else could take his place in and I was just like, shit, ain't nobody else out here for me, so why should I bother? And I was always comparing, like, mentally doing comparisons, like, well, he wouldn't say this, he wouldn't do that. You know, the very thing that you shouldn't do, that's what I was doing. But remember, I was young and stupid. Thought I knew everything, but I knew absolutely nothing. Um... Yeah, like I said, I, I could keep going on about my grandmother, but I'm not going to... Um, just know that if it was not for her being that balance that I needed because I, I, I was taught to be ruthless I was taught to be vile um, I was taught a lot of a lot of messed up things my innocence was taken away from me um, you know people were cruel but I knew when I was with grandma I was always safe and I was always sheltered I was protected and I was loved so in closing I'll just say this tomorrow as we all know is not promised to any of us it's not if you love someone, even if they hurt you, have a conversation, text them, call them, let them know how they hurt you. Because just as quick as you could take a breath in, that breath can actually come out and that'll be the last breath you take. And the last thing you want to do is not be able to say what you need to say to someone who you really hold and cherish dear to your heart. I'm thankful that before she passed, I was able to tell her I love her. And she was able to tell me, same here. Very thankful to God for that. I'm very thankful. To a lot of people, she was known as Miss Peaches or Aunt Peaches. To me, she was Grandma. To everybody else, she was Miss Evelyn. And in closing, I will just leave you with that. If you don't do anything else, live and love more, laugh to the fullest, and hate less. 
and put it into the bullshit. Stay blessed and breezy, y'all.